0: So today the message is called The Searching and the Seeking. Um, This past week on, I believe it was Tuesday, I I had a dream. And um, the Lord literally came in my dream and began to speak to me. And I remember uh, trying to catch every single word. I remember trying to grab even the atmosphere in my dream. And remember everything he was saying and he told me two words and the two words he told me were there are people right now that are searching and there are people right now that are seeking and I remember I woke up that morning and I said God they mean the same like to me when I hear those words they're so identical and he says well they're not they're a little different and as I started to research a little bit and really dig into searching and seeking I begin to discover they are a little different but then God comes and he combines the two to create hunger inside of us you know um I remember when I first came to know the Lord that you know I was always searching for something I was always searching for something that I needed to fill a void with inside but I just didn't know what I was searching for and I just kept looking and looking, and, and, and I didn't know God, so I didn't know what I was searching for. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I just kept searching for something because I was looking for something to be a, of a satisfaction that would go past what I was seeing with my natural eye. And I remember just searching out things, and, you know, during the time of me growing up, there was a lot of things that were brought to me. I mean, like, I had friends of different religions. I had, uh, I was pulled in a lot of different directions growing up. And then, you know, I grew up Catholic because my mom, she made sure that I went to church every Sunday. And so <laughs> I had a lot of different um, ideas of who God was in my life. And I had to come to a point where I went from searching. You know, searching means examining carefully or thoroughly uh, or thoroughly, and then it also means piercing. You know, there's some of us that, are, that have been searching, and God is really, really, really wanting us to get from a searching to a seeking. He doesn't want us lost or confused. He doesn't want us uh, wandering around in the wilderness. You know, the wilderness is okay, but then we eventually come from that place and we get to the seeking part of him. You know, Solomon was such a wise person in the scriptures. He could have asked for anything, but he asked for wisdom. And in Proverbs 25 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of the kings is to search out a matter. Some of us give up way too quickly on our search. And God is really wanting us to really pull and search things out for the glory. He doesn't want you to figure it out in your mind. He doesn't want you to kind of like, you know, um, give up on the search. He wants you to keep searching. That's That's what hunger is inside of us. That we continue to have this hunger that causes us to search for the more. And I think that that was something that I knew growing up, no matter what uh, counterfeit I had coming to me, I knew that there was more. And because I knew there was more, I wanted to search things out, search things of the matter, search out a matter, because I didn't even know the glory of God at that time, but I knew that there was more. Something inside of me said, there's more there. Search, search me, search it out. And so, individually, I had to take that on for myself. I had to search it out for myself. I had a lot of people telling me what was right, what was wrong, a lot of different ideas, but I had to search it out for myself. And I really believe right now, God's even telling you that's watching online, you got to search it out for yourself. If there's, dis- if there's unbelief, If there's something of a counterfeit coming to you right now you gotta search it out for yourself of what's true by the word of God and really get before the Lord and say God you know I would do that I would get before the Lord and I would say God if you're real if you really truly exist I'm searching for you what is it that you have for me what it who who am I in you who do you say I am? You know, God said that. So I was like, I read that and I was like, God, who do you say that I am? I say, I, I, and I, I will find out who you are by knowing who I am in you. And I'm gonna search it out. And I never wanted to give up on the search. Even when I didn't understand at times, I kept searching and I kept searching. And I kept telling God, I would go to church just out of faith. And I would come to the altar, just like we were singing this morning. And I said, God, I don't know who you are. I don't know what this belief system is. I've got all these kinds of ideas running through me, different avenues coming to me. But I just want you, God. And I search for you. And I would come to the altar, and I would pour out my heart. And I said, God, Whatever you are, whoever you are, that's what I want more of. Because I know that you're more than just a Bible or a book in front of me. I know that there's true life inside of them, and I want you to come and allow me to experience in the search that it's just this uh, place in the search that's exciting. It's almost like an adventure. You know, I always think of like, I know it's silly, but this is how God speaks to me, but I always think of Pooh Bear, you know, the cartoon, and how he would go searching for honey, right? He was always searching around for honey. And I remember watching that as a kid, you know, and, I, and here I am searching for God, and I'm like, God, there's more. And I'm not gonna stop searching until I find more. And even now, years later, as an adult now, I'm still searching for more. There's still things that I don't, I'm not 100% at, but I'm still going to search it out. Because, because the glory of the kings is to search out a matter. We talk about the glory, but how do we obtain that glory if we're not willing to search? There's a searching that's involved on our part and we can't expect it just to come to us. There's an action behind us that we have to go out and search for it. To seek is to go out and search or quest of, to try to obtain, to get, to go to, to seek a place of rest. That's the example they gave. You go look it up in dictionary.com, that's the example they get to seek a place to rest. That's what seeking is. That's the example they gave. And I was like, oh my God, Lord. Like, you're, you're, you're seeking, not only we are seeking, but you're seeking for a place to rest upon us. You're seeking for a place that you would come to us, rest upon us. We would rest upon you, and we would become one in that resting place because we, we're seeking you. Paul's traveling in Acts 17, if we can turn there. I love this story because it really gives um, an idea of where sometimes people go through in the process of their searching and their seeking. In Acts 17, Paul goes and he goes to these different places in Thessalonica, in Beria, and in Athens. He goes and he visits these places, and these people, they don't really know who God is. Paul shows up on the scene, and Paul's over here trying to tell them the good news. So if we go read in Acts seventeen nineteen, it says, Then they took him, this is, they took Paul to a meeting of the area of Pegas, Pe- where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting. There's a the, there's the search right there. They, this, they came in hunger and they, wanted to, they were searching for something because something got stirred up inside of them by what Paul was sharing with them. And it says, you're bringing some strange ideas to our ears and we would like to know what they mean. I remember when I first came to know the Lord, they were some strange ideas. I didn't understand everything. And I was like, what is this? Like, you know, what is this blood thing that you're talking about? Resurrection from the dead. You know, people have a hard time with that. That we have the power to heal, to raise the dead, to heal the leopard. They have a hard time with that. And it's because it's a new idea, a new thing to their ears they've never heard before. And here's Paul with these people trying to show them what kingdom was about. And they said, if you go on to 22, go down a little bit further, go down to Acts seventeen, twenty-two. And it said, Paul stood there in the meeting of Arabagus and said, People of Athens, and he says it like with an exclamation mark. He is on preaching mode. <laughs> he is like, People of Athens, <laughs> you know? And he says, I see that every way you are very religious. How many of you deal with religious people that have never heard? the real teaching of the kingdom of God. I think we all have, right? Even in the region we are at now, in Ohio, some parts of Michigan, some parts of different places, there are the religious people. How do you get to those people? This is how. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription. See, they, had, they were in a place where they thought they, they knew God. They didn't know God. On the inscription, it said, to an unknown God. So they had these altars and they had these, these uh, things they had created because they thought they knew a God. And on them it said, to an unknown God. So, you're ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. So, here they are thinking that they know God, but yet there's an inscription on their altar saying to an unknown God. That means there is no relationship there, there is nothing but religion there. And I promise you, in this region where we're at, there is a lot of religion. If you go on to 24, it says the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything, rather he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations and they should inhabit the whole, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. This is why we can't be anxious, anxious for nothing, because he's already come and marked everything out, the appointed times and the boundaries. And everything that is going to happen with God. Let's continue reading on 1727. And it says, God this, did this so that they would seek him. Why did he do this? Because he wanted people to seek him. And perhaps reach out for him. And find him. Why do we have to search? Why do we have to seek? Because we're reaching out to him to find him. We don't keep searching and seeking so that way we can come to a, a, um, a, at the end of our road that we haven't found anything. No, you come to the end of the searching and the seeking with the purpose of finding him. Though he is not far from any one of us. Let's go to 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. We are his offspring. Let's continue reading about the offspring that we are to to God. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone an image made by human design and skill in the past god overlooked such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent repent to change your mind change your mindset yes you grew up knowing this yes you grew up shown this. You grew up with the idols. Maybe you grew up worshiping an idol, worshiping a saint, worshiping this, worshiping that. I know. I was was brought up with that. My mom had an altar. She had candles. She had all that. But I kept searching because I wanted something different, something more, that something inside of me was telling me, keep searching. There's more. God's not just A a, a, a picture or a statue on your dresser he's not just a candle you light up for some provision there's more to God and as my search I can't and then I you you read this and you're like okay it says it says in the past let's go to 1730 in Acts in the past God overlooked such ignorance but now he commands all people everywhere to repent change their mindset Of what they know to be for he has said a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed and he has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead this is the power part this is the power that separates God From every other idol, from every other thing you've known to be that you were taught growing up sometimes, you that are there watching online. Maybe you grew up with some of these idols. Maybe you grew up learning some of this stuff that was a counterfeit. And God's now telling you, repent, change your mindset. I don't care how you grew up. I don't care what you were taught. There's something that you've been searching for. And those idols and those things that you have in your life are not going to be enough for you anymore. Start searching for the more. And then he goes on to say, he says, he has given proof of this. To, okay, then go, let's drop down to 1732. And it says, when they heard. When they heard, how is it important for our ears to be open to hear the truth of of God? When he heard, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, we wanna hear again on this subject. Something got stirred up inside of them, something got awakened inside of them to say, there's something there, can you tell us more? A hunger got stirred up. 17:33 Acts. It says at that Paul left the council, some of the people came became followers of Paul and believed. <laughs> that is a huge thing. They had to make a choice to believe. They couldn't stay as unbelievers anymore. They couldn't stay in that state of focusing on the idols and not believing. Among them was uh, Dionysius, a member of the Arepagus, also a woman named Damaris and a number of others. He went traveling to these different towns because he wanted to talk about the good news of Jesus and bring hope and let them know that what they had already seen was the counterfeit. He wanted to bring something real to them. Something that they could obtain themselves, search it out for themselves and know that there's a true God who died for them and resurrected for them because he loved them. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2:10. <clears throat> You know, when I was uh, looking into this and I was thinking about it, I was like, God, you know, I was so thankful for where I started from and where I'm at now. And I was even more thankful for the growth God is going to allow me to experience in my life that I'm not done yet. You're not done yet. There's more. I promise you, there's always more. And God is really wanting to bring that forth to the body of Christ. Don't stop where you're at and think that's it. Because in your searching and your seeking, you will find more. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit and we have received God's spirits not the world's spirits (laughs) so we know the wonderful things God has freely given us When we tell these things, we do not use words that come from our human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't spiritual, the religious, right? The ones that don't understand Holy Spirit, can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him, to teach him? But we understand those things for we have the mind of Christ. I'm telling you right now, Holy Spirit wants to come and reveal some things to you in this seeking and the searching. Holy Spirit is trying to get you not to be in your mind anymore. That was the struggle this morning in our worship. I could feel it. I could feel the mindset on people when I walked in here this morning. People were like in their mind, thinking about their bills, thinking about all their jobs, thinking about all kinds of things in their thoughts. And you were trying to figure things out. It was almost like you just heard a bunch of talking. That's how I perceived it when I walked in this morning. And it creates anxiety. And then, and then you go and you read this and you're like, we have to have the mind of Christ. How do we get the mind of Christ? By searching out Holy Spirit. By seeking Holy Spirit. So that way what, what we don't understand... What we're trying to figure out in our natural mindset, the spirit of God comes in and brings us the more, brings us the clarity. Things are made clear with Holy Spirit. Things move out of the way because now you're searching out the spirit of truth. That even when you read your word, it becomes life to you. It doesn't come, it doesn't become this thing that's pointing the finger at you like you shouldn't be doing this and this and that, and there's an angry God. No, it comes to teach you that there's another way. That's what these people were after. All these people that Paul went after in these different communities, they were after something more. They got hunger stirred up in their belly and they're like, tell us more about this God with the good news that you're talking about. See, it's exciting when you serve the God of more. It's exciting when you serve the God with endless, limitless possibilities. But we have to get in tune with Holy Spirit to see the more. Because what happens is we get stuck in our mindset and things we were brought up with, and we never allow ourselves to receive the more. And we get stuck there, and then we can't, we're trying to figure out something with our mind that only your spirit can grab. That's where the shift comes. That's where, That's where things become different in your life, and what you were told growing up begins to change of that religious mindset And then something happens, something's awakened inside of you in your spirit, and you're like, wait a minute, there's something more. Let me keep searching. Let me keep seeking the the king of all kings because there's something there. I feel it, and I see that there's something there, even if you don't understand it. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. You know, one of the keys to really getting what the Spirit of God has for us is humility. Well, I went to Bible school. Well, I got a degree in such and such. Well, I've been in ministry for 30 years. Well, I'm happy for you. But let me tell you, the Spirit of God is greater than any of those things. Holy Spirit is greater than any of, of a man made thing you could obtain in the natural. It supersedes way past everything we've seen. It supersedes. Because let me, let me give you a picture of this for a minute. The one person that was always there for every situation in Scripture was Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was present when God created everything. Holy Spirit was there through all the wars. Holy Spirit was there through all the injustice in the scriptures. Holy Spirit was there through every part of what we read of truth in the word of God. That's why the word of God is supposed to be like manna to us, that we feed ourselves with it because it has life. And if we understand that, I don't know about you, but I want to talk to the person who's been there from the very beginning. I want to be so close to Holy Spirit that when I encounter a similar situation that maybe somebody else encountered in Scripture, that I can come to Holy Spirit, seek out and search Holy Spirit for myself and say, God, I don't understand this. Why is this happening? But I will search and I will seek you. In this matter in this situation and I want to hear what you have to say not what man has to say not what somebody with great ideas or somebody with a degree says I want to search you out and seek you to see what you have to say God it's read in second Chronicles 714 said then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face Turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. There's that word again. I will hear. We hear and he hears us. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. And my eyes will be opened, my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, and a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, you, are faithful, you if you faithfully follow me, as David your father did, obeying all my command decrees and regulations then i will establish the throne of your dynasty that is so powerful the throne of your dynasty man for i made this covenant with your father david when i said one of my one of your descendants will always rule over israel Always, you know, the enemy is real good about coming and presenting to us questions. Did God say, did he mean this? Did he mean that? Did God really mean when he said for you to pick up your things and go to Ohio? Did God really mean what he said when, when he wanted you to make this decision or that decision? Was that a for real thing? That's what the enemy does. He did it to Jesus when he tempted him with the kingdoms. He had been fasting for 40 days in the wilderness, comes out of the wilderness and boom, the enemy attacks him immediately. Why did he attack him? Because he knew that he was weak at that time in some areas and he was trying his best to come question the very thing that God had already spoken to him. Because when he got baptized by John the Baptist, God said, my son who I am well pleased with. He was already pleased with Jesus. He was already pleased with Jesus before he even went and did the supernatural things. He wasn't pleased with Jesus after he did all these healings and he did all these things. No, he was already pleased with him for him just being there. He's pleased with you this morning some of you keep going through this mind thing in your mind thinking that God's not pleased with you. I'm telling you, he's already pleased with you. There's nothing you have to do to prove yourself to God that you, you're, you're uh, worthy enough for it. He's already pleased with you. But what he wants you to know is he doesn't just want you to know that he's pleased with you. But he wants you to come and come further with him so he can give you more in the searching and the seeking. But some of us, let's be honest, we get a little lazy sometimes. We get a little slumber, like slumber sometimes and we stop the seeking and the searching. And we're like, oh, I already know how to do that. I'm Okay. Oh, I, re- I already experienced that. I already saw that vision. Oh, I've already, oh yeah, I did that about 10 years ago. And we become familiar with the acts of God. And God's saying, are you still searching? Are you still seeking? Because if you've stopped, you're cutting off your lineage. You're cutting off your inheritance. And you've stopped Holy Spirit for moving like the rivers of life that we're supposed to be living in every single day. We've cut it off. He didn't cut it off. We cut it off. See, that's the correction right there. We think, God, why are you making me go through this? Why did you you have me go through this situation? And God's like, I didn't make you do anything. You pulled yourself out. You set yourself away from all that. I didn't come tell you to do any of that. Let me tell you, there's multiple times God comes to me. And I, and I, look, I look crazy sometimes because I'm like complaining to God. And God's like, I never told you to do that. Why did you do it? And you're mad with me. God's like, you're mad with me over something that I never did. The devil came and he stole and he robbed to destroy you. But I didn't do that. You fell for the temptation. You fell for the counterfeit. You fell for the lies and the deceptions. But if you're searching and you're seeking after the one through Holy Spirit that gives you the answers that you're looking for, then you won't be deceived. Because God very clearly, when he was tempted by the enemy, reminded him of his future reminded him that God had already spoken that the kingdoms were his already. Some of you need to start reminding the enemy of what's yours already. And quit agreeing with the lies and the deception. Oh, well, did God say? Yes, he did say. You know, I was talking to this minister the other day. They shut down their church. They had, an, they had a, a, a motorcycle accident. They said They shut down their church. And I'm standing there, and I'm on the phone with them, and I'm telling them, you're going through your did-God-say moment, aren't you? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, the enemy's come to lie, to kill, steal, and destroy you guys, to make you think that God didn't have you open up that place. And I'm telling you right now, God did say he is not a liar, and He's faithful. And if you just keep remembering what he spoke, he doesn't change his mind. He is not a a bipolar God where he's like, happy, sad, happy, sad. I'm a mess. I don't even know if this is going to happen kind of God. He says something, and it happens. That's how he created us to be, just like that that we have the authority, that we have the power, that what we say from our mouth will happen and will become because we are kings and priests of the Most High. We have his blood flowing through us. Why did he mention David there? About the, the descendants? He had to because he's reminding us that a long time ago, this was already set in place. This just didn't get set in place when you gave your life to the Lord. When you came under Christ and, 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 and agreed to believe in what he spoke? No, it happened centuries, billions of years ago. We just got to get with believing in it. Isaiah 55, 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. <laughs> Call on him while he is near. How many times have you been in a situation and you feel very far from God? I don't know. I just, I feel like a separation from God. I feel like he just got up and walked out the door and he hasn't come back. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie because it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. He's foundable. You might have to go to the lost and found to find him sometimes. But he's sitting right there waiting to be found and says, call on him while he is near. Who do you call in 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 those desperate situations where the enemy's thinking that God's left you? You call on the Lord. You desperately cry out to him and you call on him in those moments. And I promise you, you will find him. He's always available for you. I think it's so supernatural how he can be with me, be with you, be with you, be with you, be with you, all at the same time. It is amazing. It is powerful that he could be with all of us at one time. Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Matthew 7, 7. Let's turn there real quick. You know, all week long, God's so good because he gives you confirmation of things. All week long, we were in our offices. We were busy. There was painting going on. There was all kinds of stuff going on in the building. And all week long, about four or five, maybe, about maybe four times, we began to hear knocking on doors in the building. One time was in our office. Actually, two times we're in the office. We're just sitting there. We're hanging out with some people. We're having a discussion in there. And we hear the door knock and we get up to get the door. And we open the door and nobody's there. And I was like, man, it's going to be good, God. (laughs) It's going to be good that you keep knocking and knocking. And I hear a knock and we get up and we open the door. And I'm like, what is, what's going on? You know what I mean? Those things happen supernaturally. And here we are in our thoughts again. We, we start thinking, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Did I not just hear? And then, and then one time we were like, okay, how many of y'all heard the knock? <laughs> and then both, like multiple of us raised our hand. We're like, yes, we heard it. We heard it. And it was like three or four of us in a room, and we all heard the knock. And I was like, wow, God, you really want to show up for us. We're not alone, God. You're in this with us. You haven't left us. You're right here with us. In our midst, in our situations, whatever it is we're going through, you're right here with us. You're foundable. And we're going to seek you. Matthew 7, 7 says this. And I bet you, you have this like engraved in your Jesus little chart that's inside of you right ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you some of us have forgotten to do this step ask the Lord for what it is that you need right now When you're searching for something, ask him for it. God, I don't believe, God. I'm in disbelief right now. God, can you just send me some some faith today? Can you give me some belief, God? I need to believe that you're going to come through in this situation, God. Knock at the door and it will be open to you. How many times do we stop what we're doing? Go knock at the door of the Lord and say, God, I need you, God. I'm knocking at your door. You didn't say that you would cut me off or that you wouldn't open the door to me. It says the door will be open to me. So can I come right in, Papa? Can I come right in, Papa, this morning? Can I sit with the King of all kings? Can I come sit with you when I'm a mess, when I don't believe? Can I come and, and, and seek you out and ask you for things, God? You know, I don't know about you, but my natural papa, my natural dad, I could ask him for anything because that's the kind of dad I had. Not all of us had that kind of dad, but that's why the Lord shows up and he becomes that dad that you never had. He becomes even a greater dad than the great, and I had a good dad. And he becomes a greater dad than the dad that you even had. And he's telling you this morning, ask me, I'll give it to you. Open the door, knock at the door and I'm going to open it for you. Why? Because you're my son. You're my daughter. I want to sit with you for a little while. I want us to, to talk about what you're dealing with right now. I don't want you to walk away and think I'm not here for you. That's why he kept knocking all week long and we would hear the knock. Because the Lord is looking for intimacy right now. He's looking for us to come behind the closed door and sit with him for a little while. And whatever it is that the enemy's been trying to deceive us with, whatever the enemy's been trying to rob us of, whatever he's been trying to come with his disastrous ideas and things going on in the natural, the attacks that have been coming, we gotta just stop what we're doing and get behind the door with God. Don't listen to the first report. Whose report are you gonna believe? I don't ever believe man's report, I believe God's report and his spirit of truth. Holy Spirit. Why? Because I don't function of this world, but I function out of the Spirit of God that speaks truth, that speaks life. That when a when a when a when a situation presents itself. God, I don't care what it looks like. It may look disastrous. It may look horrible. It may look like there's no solution there. But I'm going to knock at the door and you're going to open it. And I'm going to seek you, God. And I'm going to come in to the house of God. And I'm going to sit with you for a little while until we get this thing straight. Some of you need to go to the Lord this morning. Whatever it is you've been battling in your mind, whatever it is that's been a stumbling block for you, you got to get behind the door with the Lord and you don't get out of that room until you have your answer. See, that's what Jacob did. He wrestled, right? never created us to give up he never made us a people that we would turn around and go back to what we knew he always created us to search, to seek to move forward in things not to go backwards think about that some of us are being pulled backwards right now and I'm telling you, you're only going to be pulled if you allow yourself to be pulled backwards. God is in front of you with shining all his light. And he's saying, come towards me. Walk towards me. Crawl towards me. Whatever condition you're in, just get to him. Doesn't mean it's going to be pretty. Doesn't mean look that you look like you got it all together Sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be messy. And sometimes you're going to come in desperation, crawling unto the Lord and saying, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it, God. But you said you'd open the door for me, Papa. So I'm going to get behind that closed door and sit with you for a little while. And I'm going to seek you and I'm going to search you because there's more to this than what I'm seeing with my eye. Harabashiti. You know, I love the Transformer movies, and there's always more than meets the eye. You wanna be transformed? That's what it is. When you have an understanding inside of you that there's more than meets the eye, more than the person you see in the mirror, more than the things you see in the natural, there's more than meets the eye. That was just a little nugget. So grab it and put it in your little pouch and save it for when you need it. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. How are we going to save the lost if we're not seeking him? We've got to seek him. Search him out. Colossians 3, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your heart on things above. Things above the junk things above what you're seeing in the natural eye things above things above you know we have access to all of what heaven is offering us this morning sometimes you know what i do when i have a situation i just reach my hand up and i said god it's obtainable we have access to everything because of what you did on the cross then i'm just going to pull it down from heaven and i'm going to ask you to send it whether it's healing whether it's provision, whatever it is you need, sometimes you just have to stick your hand up in the air and say, God, I'm going to call for it to come down. I'm going to call for it to come, that things come to us and that we don't have to chase things. You're getting weary and you're getting tired chasing the wrong thing. When God wants you to be in his peace and rest, sitting at his feet, Listening to everything Holy Spirit is trying to reveal to you this season. Let's just stand this morning. God, help help us to see God. Help us to hear God. Help us to hear the very thing, God. Let the cloudiness above our heads begin to be removed this morning, God, of disbelief, God. God, break off the slumber sometimes, the weariness, the tiredness sometimes that we feel that we stop before we're supposed to. Awaken our spirits this morning, God. Awaken our spirits, God, that how we see, how we hear is connected with Holy Spirit, not of our flesh, God. God, we search and we seek this morning, God, for the more. And we don't give up. <laughs> you didn't give up. The apostles didn't give up. People in scriptures. We see them being overcomers again and again and again and again. And God, make us your overcomer this morning, God. That we would overcome every single obstacle, every single thing that's in front of us where we see that there's no way, that there is a way that the impossible would be made possible, God. Oh, God, we search you and we seek you this morning, God. There's so much more you have for us, God. Oh, we just see you at the other side calling us over, calling us in. He's calling you right now. He's calling each and every one of you, even those watching online. He's calling you. Search him out. Search out the king of all kings. I promise he's faithful. You will find what you're missing. The voids of your life you will find only in him. You will not find it in another person. You won't find it just because you go to church. You'll find it only in him. Search and seek him out this morning and get the more he has for you this morning overflow with his goodness this morning. God, we take the overflow this morning, God. Let's just put up our hands this morning unto the Lord. Oh God, we step into the rivers this morning, God. We step into the rivers of life this morning, God. Whatever's dead inside of us, God, let it become living this morning, God. Let your rivers of water begin to come and seep into our spirit, into our soul, into into every part of us, God. Let it be living inside of us, God, that there will be no dead thing inside of us, God. Oh, let it come alive inside of you, God. The springs of life, God. The springs of life, God, they come from the rivers. Let them spring up this morning, God. Even inside of us, God, let them spring up this morning, God. Let us see the way you see. Let us hear the way you see. The way you hear, God, let us hear it. All of heaven is speaking, God. We want to hear heaven this morning, God. Oh, we won't move and we won't give up, God, until we get what we need this morning, God. Look, if you pray in tongues, come on. God's trying to take you somewhere. Oh, make us hungry, God. Make us hungry again, God i love you.